Alright. Is it when that thing stops fucking ticking? That's when I'm no, ready to go. No, I have to turn that thing off. Okay, so am I ready to go now? Yes. Okay, so. Everybody, welcome to a very spectacular. We started with one guest last week, one woman. We just decided let's double it up. We've got fucking four of us in the room here today. I am your host, Ryan Schofield. I'm full of fucking piss and vinegar. Apparently and I'm with so. my co-host, Mr. James Clark Lane. And we have other special guests here now. First off, for starters, we'll, we'll, you're, you're going to get the final billing. He's the, he's, the, he's the intro. We have Mr. Aaron Scott. What's up, guys? I don't really don't know why you're here, but like you know, you're gonna make for a fun conversation. Like you don't really have any merits of any sort that I really want to talk about, right? Like I mean, I guess he's fought, here he because fought. we went to the Looney Tunes, and I didn't want to come back. We, you 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 fought MMA, but like I'm not sure. Like you know, like what's your record fighting MMA? It was in Las Vegas. You can pretty it's twelve one and one, but it's amateur, right? What'd you so go you by? Get people that jump in for like a week. Okay, and want to want to do MMA, and they. You know they've trained or whatever, so they're they're like that's where that's where people get as exaggerated as a record as you can. Okay, that was an introduction. We're going to talk a lot more about that a little bit, and then we also have this is probably the most interesting guest for a couple of listeners. We have uh, her merit is that she's my girlfriend, Miss Katie. Hi, Miss Katie, not Mrs. Katie. No, not Mrs. Uh, Katie. Miss Katie. Miss. Um, this is definitely going to be quite a group here. You can actually uh, drop the mess too if you want. Just Katie. Just Katie. Wow. Okay. Like, it's like, wow. It just feels like we only got like a week left, I <laughs> So anyways, we are here hanging out and it's just such a random group. And um, I don't know. I guess I just want to ask. Really, I, mean, I, I feel that James, like, I, I want actually James to ask a lot of questions right now because James has been asking a lot of great questions. But anyways, I want you to go more into the, like, you're a very fascinating person. Like, honestly, like. Like, Aaron, like, I didn't really even, like, really know you that well. Like, like, we, like, never even, like, we worked in the same company. We didn't, like, actually work that much with each other. But, like, for some reason, we had this, like, connection. Like, like dude, like, that time you called me, you're like, dude, I don't understand why. I just, I feel like getting fucked in the ass by homeless people. And I was like, dude, I'm like, obviously, I'm like, obviously you have a problem. And, like, we're going to, we're going to help you fix this. And I was like, I don't know why I feel comfortable helping this guy out. But, like, ultimately, like, you met a close guy, like, you have a very interesting life to me again because you grew up in Vegas. Whereas I'm someone who almost moved to Vegas, and now you are a guy who moved in Vegas, lived in Vegas, and moved to Rochester. So I want to hear a little bit about the journey of Aaron Scott. Uh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, well, you can tell me what you want to tell me about it. You can answer. You don't have to answer any questions I ask. I was just, can I just was like, straw man it for it you was, real quick. It was, it, it was pretty basic. It, it was pretty basic. It was kind of cool. It's like I got to grow up twice in a way, you know. Probably a good way, and then like another way that could have could have been chosen better. I, I was I was in New York in until I, I don't know twelve, right around twelve. I was in New York. Oh, so you left and came back? The, yeah, but the country, country, New York. So what about? like Bristol, Naples. The, oh, nice. It's a very very small town. So like oh. hunting and the shirfine, you know. Great it, festival. It was, great festival's huge, right? It's the biggest Naples will, will ever be. It's a great town. I loved it, but. I got to do that, so I got to do the country thing and the hunting thing, the guns thing, and the, the boarding, skiing, or whatever, you know. And, and then Las Vegas was like a whole different thing. And, and to go, it, th- it, go there with that country boy, no fear mentality, because you just it, do it, shit. It, it, it was, you know, and I, I, I always had different interests, but, you know, like it, it just didn't, it, it was hard to do them in a, a small town. Well, I mean, like, as I just got. <laughs> and, 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 
Oh, sorry. So say it again. Yeah, that, that, it, that, it has that, to be that, because that, Vegas that. is such a yeah. fucking a like everything is just there. Like I mean, where did you grow up? Like near Strip? Like whereabouts? Like were you in Henderson or like you know? Like I'm trying because I know enough about yeah, Vegas. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it it was Henderson, right? Like Henderson is split up a little bit. It's the the newer part is it's called Green Valley, but like the well, it's Henderson, you, you know, and then Henderson has an older part. Both are both are, are pretty decent. Green Valley's newer. And, you know, and, and that that's where it was. I, you know, I went out there and saw you know saw my dad for for a while. I, I didn't really see him a lot when I was when I was a kid. So I went out there and then, you know, I was an angry kid. <laughs> I was, you know, so like things went bad, and then I, I actually lived with an awesome family for a while, for a long while. But again, like that's where we're like the reason I could not, like, because I went out on my first Vegas trips, is I was ready to make the jump to move there because. How old were you then? In my, probably want to say mid to late twenties. Yeah, so you were going there in a very different place. Well, yeah. I, my thing was is that, is that like I was going. I'm a fucking grinder. I'm doing all these grinding gigs in Rochester and getting no satisfaction. So. Me and Katie met because I was a fucking trivia host. I built the entire trivia scene for this one company in Rochester, essentially, because I was their point man. I was the first person that they hired, and I established their markets. And Katie, you could speak to the trivia experience. I mean, that place went from being a couple teams to where we had to fucking... Like, I remember me and Terry saying to each other, we have to build a bigger boat because we were, like... It was you had a there was a line to get into my trivia. Yeah, yeah, but don't worry, I always had a reserve table. She had her and her team, the Never Nudes, which trust me, she does take her clothes off every now and again. <laughs> I mean, I, she like it's against her will, but they they, they come off. But, like you got to do it at least once an episode. It's got to be at least once. At least once. It's an overlooked positive trait, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so like we had like, had this like whole little thing, and like. I always thought of myself as like, okay, like I was, I do have an acumen for the sports gambling thing. I'm a comedian, I'm a public speaker, I'm an MC, all these things, and I'm someone who just doesn't mind fucking working all day if I have to. And there's a town that's 24 hours where, like in Vegas, you can have like four part time jobs, you know, if your scheduling works out and make good money and stuff. And I was kind of like, this is my thing. And the problem was is that I visited there and I was like, well, <clears throat> I've been here for, in my combined time, I've probably spent seven days in Vegas, and I think I might have got about 10 hours of sleep the entire time I was there, so... <laughs> that's not a good place for you to live. No, so that's why I do not live there, because it's I was... not a good also... place for anybody that gets caught up in circumstance. Well, the thing is, is that, like, like you have to understand, like, think of the Wolf of Wall Street, when he talks about his first day on the trading floor... My first day being in a fucking sports book with a big bet, like, I was there where we all, like, it was weird because obviously everybody in this place had bet one team. It was it was Texas versus Oklahoma, all right? And we all had Oklahoma in this. I'm just, I just know the circumstances of the game. And circumstance. Oklahoma, we, we, like, I planned on betting it, okay? Shut the fuck up, okay? I, we all planned on betting it big. We see a guy, a very, very well-dressed guy with a fucking briefcase full of cash, Make the same bets. There's VIP tables. So what we used to do is we used to go during not March Madness, but during Conference Tournament Week. And let's just say that it is dead to rights. The fucking, like, the, the house is about to win pretty big. And then all of a sudden, Oklahoma fucking makes a three-pointer to fucking close out the game. Like, it was a, it was a buzzer beater three-pointer. And it was like, they were minus one and a half points but it was a tie game and it was a kind of like a prayer three-pointer and the energy that fucking filled up in that room I'm sorry but like 
I call it the genelin. It's actually a term I've, I've, I've coined myself. I've not seen it out there. But when you can combine degenerate behaviors with adrenaline, you therefore have the genelin. And like literally to the point where me and my buddies sometimes, if we're placing bets and we're winning them, we'll sometimes do this. <laughs> Smack our wrists. Like it's like, because dude, there's nothing. Do you, do you know what it's like to sometimes just sit there and do nothing than you just did like an hour's worth of so, research and then watch a couple hundred dollars appear out of thin air? Because yeah, that's what I do with gambling. I manufacture money out of thin air sometimes. 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 <laughs> well, I, I know. Well, the it's, problem it's, is it feels that way, but I'm going to give you a quick analogy because what you're doing is the exact same thing with a different system in the body, right? But so stress is something that occurs in the body that shuts down non-essential shit and boosts your physical capabilities. It's used for when you see a lion that's about to eat your ass on the fucking Serengeti. Not for when you have a flat tire on your way to work. That's you stressing over some shit that's not really a fucking stressor and it causes your body to shut down. You did the exact same thing. You created an artificial situation to get yourself excited for. You call it degenerin or degenerin. Okay. Yeah, there you go. It's not a good Pop thing. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's not a good thing. That's a, that's a bad idea. Oh, I'm, I didn't say it was a good idea. I, was I know, but you're so excited is. about it and passionate about it. You should you should walk away from that one. Oh, dude, it's like no, I'm, I'm sorry, man. No, that's I mean, I that's I, I'm the point of the story is I didn't fucking move to Vegas, okay? But I was saying when I was there, I was drawn to it where I felt the energy in the room, just like when you go to a fucking like one of these weird seminars or whatever like that where people talk fucking holistically or whatever the hell you do. Like I'm sure that you feel a certain energy that would make me go like, okay, that's me being in a sports book, but like. <laughs> I, I, I had a different view of it too. <laughs> Let's I had a different view of it because when I went out there, I was I was young, you know, like I was I'm, I don't know preteen or something or teen, and you can't gamble, right? You can't drink. You know, you're a kid until you're twenty one, and when you're out there, like you, I remember walking by signs because everywhere you go, you go through a casino, right? Movie theater, bowling, it's they're all in casinos. And uh, kids just walk through casinos. You can't stop. You know, you can stop at shops and things like that. It, the floor, I mean, it's the gaming floor. And they they would, you know, I saw, like, old women that were, like, upset and crying and had, like, lucky rabbit's feet and shit that they're, like, shaking on a slot machine, like, oh, shit. And then you see giant signs that say whatever, something, 2% whatever bag or players points if you cash your paycheck here you know like just kind of kind of crazy you know so like you do see like if you get desensitized to it everything has the alluring dings and that from from when you were not old enough and then when you do even this day in a casino it's it's exciting right and i know it's exciting and it's a, it doesn't like I'm not drawn to it as much. No, it was it was kind of also that part taken away from me. So like the sportsbook aspect of things, and I've listened to or like I mean like I actually in, in regular community or not as much anymore, but I was in regular communication with actually like you know some people in Vegas that are kind of like you know like there's a guy named Gil Alexander that has a radio show on the Vsin Vegas Sports Information Network that like I've exchanged emails with on multiple times. I, he used to retweet my shit all the time. Like we don't know each other but I've listened to him and he's taught me an awful lot of stuff which made me as good of a gambler as I am I don't understand how this treatment of sports things goes on but like I'm never like you can't make a living just betting sports I, I just know it. it's just, and let, like, if you have that kind of money there's a whole different game that has to be played that is just you know but my biggest thing where I got turned off by Vegas I went there and 
I saw every fucking setup. Like I the first the, my first experience in Vegas, we go to the Italian restaurant that's got all you can drink wine. I'm like, okay, that's fine, so like that. Like, and we so we get there, like, oh no, well we we don't have any tables if you want to just wait. Like it's looking like a half hour, forty five minutes if you want to just go to the bar and get a drink. Okay, as soon as the fucking Bud Light I ordered hit the table, hey, guess what? A table just opened up for you. I'm just like, oh, really? You know, gotcha. And then it's like. Okay, cool. I order. I mean, like, I didn't mind it because you know how usually when you go out to Italian restaurants, you get like an overwhelming heaping of fucking food. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. well, I'm gonna get a chicken parma or like that. I think whatever I got, and it's like I get a portion. It was a forty five dollar entree, and I'm like, okay, cool. That's like you know, like at least like at least like they're like they're, they're taking me out to dinner before they fuck me on like Wegmans who charges eleven dollars for a cold fucking chicken parmesan like with you know some but, like. They gave me that, but at least I had, like, the two carafes of wine I got, and they had the, you know, old guy who's got fucking, like, you know, like, the worst, you know, osteoporosis on his back because he's been carrying an accordion around in this Italian restaurant for the past 40, 50 years or something like that. But it's like, okay, I get it. Everything here is a setup. And like, I, one thing I did is that maybe there were some substances involved. Well, like, um, but um, <laughs> I, I, I sat in the... Uh, I sat at a casino and I did just nothing but people watching. I just sat there and smoked cigarettes and kind of casually played video poker. And I just started. It, it is a sad place in that regards. And like, this has always been weird for people. I'm I'm with someone who likes to gamble, but I really really don't like going to casinos. Like there, I'd rather be in an underground game where it's like fucking people. Like okay, these people are degenerates. They know what they're getting themselves into. Not the people that go there, like you said, like those old ladies see crying who are buying into the dream that, oh, like, there was nothing other more depressing than people telling me with, you know, the idea when I hear someone that plays a lotto, well, you got to be in it to win it. Like, you know, it's like, no, that's what they want you to think. Like, it, it, a lot of the, a lot of these guys, though, it's even crazier. Like, a lot of these guys are, are locals, you know, because you, you didn't spend a lot of time on this trip. If you, you know, if you lived there, nobody really did. No, it's like you go there maybe on the weekend. Maybe you go the to strip, one of the restaurants. Yeah, you the might st- go to the restaurant or something like that is what I understand. Right, from what I understand, you know, the Strip, and this was years ago, you know, this the Strip has, like, the worst player odds, you know, advantage. It, oh, it, you know, yeah. Like it's, it's like the local casinos. I, I remember there's my, a, my, my dad and, and, and my stuff, I'm talking about you know, no, you go to Samstown or or whatever. You know, some of the names that are that are out a little bit. You know, just a little bit, ten minutes, fifteen minutes out off the strip, or you know, even more local, maybe. I don't know, dude. The worst, like, so again, like, like when you like start getting that deep into the people that actually can make money doing this, when you start hearing that blackjack paid out went from three to two to six to five, when you have such a, some a marginal edge. Like, if you actually know what you're doing and that gets reduced from you, getting a blackjack, getting it paid out, like, that changes the fucking whole ball game. I will say one thing. This is an idea. This is the idea of just giving you a fancy distraction. Paris, Paris. Okay? They offer single-deck blackjack, which sounds awesome. Like, you know, because, oh, cool. I know how many, you know, like, I actually, this is just one deck. Like, you know, whole thing. You are playing blackjack while there's fucking exotic dancers standing behind the dealer the dealer's wearing a fucking shirt where, like, aside from where areola is, pretty much you're, like, you know, you've got an idea of what everything looks like. And then behind you, there's just girls wearing fucking thongs dancing. It's like, oh, yeah, like, cool. I'm totally paying attention to blackjack right now. <laughs> like, you know, it's like it's like such a fucking scam. Like, 
um, in that regards. I don't know. It's just a. It's it's just weird. It's like actually hearing someone who's from there and someone who once like almost aspired there. And I got to imagine now, like with like you were saying, you've never been to Vegas, Katie. Right. And I'm like, I don't see me ever wanting to like. Okay, like say like we're we're, we're dating still, or we're together for like a year. I don't see me wanting to take you to Vegas anymore. Like it's kind of like it, like right now with the fucking like I can't imagine Vegas during COVID. Yeah, it would be different. It's yeah. Wasn't it like completely shut down though? For a while. For a while. But, yeah. like, the, all the things about it that make... Because, like, it is a weird thing when you go there. And I didn't mean this to be a Vegas podcast. It's just what it turned into <laughs> because Aaron's from there. But, like, like, you know, like, when you flew, when you flew there, it's like you're just flying through nothing, nothing, nothing. And then it's like... It's literally, like, is, like, the reason they call it Sin City. It, like, is a forbidden city to me. It's like there's nothing around it. Just randomly in somewhere they just built this fucking town. Crazy, and it's right? all built on fucking. I mean, it's all built on shit. I mean, essentially, or like, I mean, yeah, they got the Hoover Dam for that they get their their electric from, right? Got like water sources became a big so, deal. I don't really know anything about Vegas and the way that you're talking about it, but from my understanding, uh, you know, mob guys, mafia guys did what Walt Disney did. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding, right? right. Now, it, even when I went out there, it was wasn't it a way for them it, to it was renovating, their money? You know, yeah. like they were reinventing. So they were. They, it, it, it's believe people are shocked. I think when they go there that it's a lot of it's family. No, it's become out, more. It's know, become much more. Much more now. Like you it. said, everything is in a casino. Though. Like exactly. If you want to go fucking yeah. like high end, sh- like, like there's a bunch of stuff you can do aside from gambling, Vegas. Well, you only but need everything link to drain the family. But but no, that's <laughs> no, no like, and that's the thing. When I was at the fucking when I was at Turnstone recently, I was standing and I was standing separately behind, and a woman turned around and freaked the fuck out, even though I'm six feet behind her, and she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were my husband." And I was like, oh, because you're at the ATM, and if your husband's yeah. at the ATM, he would probably have an issue. Like. Here's my thing is that I have never ever brought, I bring the cash that I have and like that's like, like when I went to Vegas, my big thing is I would never walk around more than $200 on me. So like if I had a good gambling session, I'd go back to my room, I'd drop off fucking chips, I'd only walk around $200. Now, Katie, this is a true story. I was walking around one time uh, and I had $200 and um, I... We were walking up, and we were obviously being surveyed by the pros, and there was a, a absolute fucking just smoke show, fucking just and hey, you looking to party with that? They were from. They told me they were from L.A., and I was like, oh yeah. They were, I was like, what's up? And they're like, they're like, it's three hundred dollars for an hour, and I was like, I don't need a whole hour. Like, well, they're like, an hour's not worth my time, or like they all they, they, they were they were trying to do the half hour rate. Let's just say. <laughs> So, so I was so I I I have only two hundred dollars on me, but I don't want like they want they want to you know be have it produced up front, obviously, kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, so right. Can't blame them. So here was the whole thing, and this is I don't this is gonna come across as horribly racist, but it's fucking because she was a black girl. But I was like, I'll be right back. I go to fucking. (laughs) So I always play red because I'm a redheaded guy, but there's a black girl. I put a hundred dollars down on black and fucking and it fucking comes up red and my buddy goes shouldn't you just stick with your own color <laughs> well fair enough so then I just didn't uh, I, I <laughs> there's, there's at least comedic value in that one right like I'm sure I'll be getting 
she, she's cool though. It's like she like. <laughs> Katie understands. I'm gonna talk about what a fuck up I was, but I've no reference about who I'm going to be now. <laughs> but I have to still joke about like you can't just not have that and just like leave well, that. Oh yeah. One. Like would like you'd probably be bothered if I didn't tell you that story. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like if you're like, wait, like, uh, this this thing. If you just heard me tell it on the podcast and not tell it to you, if there's a funny story and I don't know about it, I'm gonna be upset. Well, I guess don't what? Care what it is. That might actually like help us out for like a, a, at least like. Would you say I, a week? A week a le- no, no, no. Like you were, you were talking now, but now that you're talking, I think we got like maybe like this could be this. I have enough bullshit stories. I've been alive for thirty five, so let's see how many hours in the day are there. I could probably make this last for like at least three, four years. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it. I I only dated Ryan for a little bit of time. It wasn't long enough to see, but I, what I what I remember, what I would imagine, anyways. Let's say it that way. We won't blow up the spot. What I what I would imagine is that that comes at you like a blaring fucking sign, Ryan. I don't think that you need to like. Of of course, you'd have to acknowledge that some of the shit you say is like, oh fuck, that's a little rude. It would be hard not to miss that, right? Like probably from because I don't even know from day one, right? Yeah, you have to see Ryan. Right. Well, probably what you do now. Yeah, like from seven years ago, day one. I would. That's a compliment. Look at that. In the end, that's a compliment. (laughs) I mean, mean, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Scott. Everybody, welcome back to. We're going to call this segment two. We're just actually recording this as segments of the Sound and Logic podcast. And well, one of the things we just talked about, or as Aaron just kind of alluded to, so like that was a more of an Aaron segment. You know, we just kind of had there. Katie's going to be around a lot more, hopefully, more in the future. Aaron's just kind of here randomly today. I don't know how to say, but I would love to have Aaron back. But we asked about Katie's our, our first experience of that. So I guess I want to go with somebody who. Just knew me as last episode I was on. I was told I was always on. I was always performing. I was always on stage. Yeah. Katie quite literally met me on stage. So I guess I want to yeah. go. What were your first impressions of Ryan? Or where did this? You know, like what was? I knew that I was. It was a little rough in the room. Or just, just, just talk about it. Rough in the room at Scotland Yard. Just what do you a, mean? Just, just anything. Just, just, just talk about the experience of your first time meeting me. I mean. I can't remember exactly the first time meeting you, but I remember, like, subsequent times where it was, like, (laughs) I have a sense of humor where it's just, I can, it's so inappropriate, and it was just, like, you were hosting, and, A, I was really into trivia, and I really, really, really needed to win, and a lot of times we did, and um, I was on a team with, it was me and three other girls, and I knew Ryan had a crush on at least one of them. <laughs> so he was always hovering around the table. And, <laughs> and hi, Aaron. Um, <laughs> and um, so then, like, I don't know, we just got to, like, talking and stuff. And there's uh, actually a picture of him that my friend Jamie posted on Instagram of me, him, and Aaron strategizing fantasy football because she and I knew nothing. And he's clearly knowledgeable about some stuff even though you won't help me this season thanks um i'll do my fucking best i just won't want don't just don't say my results i need some guidance anyway we can talk about that later you need some um, guy not some guidance oh my god <laughs> see that's that's kind of sweet you know like he's very modest about his sports knowledge 
That's the that's the sweetest Wait, thing. Wait, oh, this is wait, wait, I have wings. <laughs> I've been walking around looking, looking for, for this motherfucker. Okay, update for everyone that's not watching. I was me and Katie have been smoking a jewel or hitting a jewel for a while, and James has been looking for a jewel, and apparently um, my jewel's still in my pocket. So. Surprisingly, it's still in your pocket and on the floor of your car. Ryan's double fisting. I mean, you're, you're in a Nikki theme today. It's okay. Four days strong, no tobacco. I'm good. Good for you. That's, dude, you're, you're, you're past the... You're, you know. Actually, whatever day that I left my previous employer, that was the last time I smoked. I don't remember what day that was. So, oh yeah, so this is new again for you, someone that's here smoking. Yep, yep, yep. Um, well, you had a hell of a time the last half hour, though. <laughs> <laughs> I made it, though. Yeah, Ryan was trying to help you. Yeah. Well, considering that... You're going to suck it well, much but, but down. now it's got a red light on it. <laughs> so, here's the thing is that on last episode, he did say he could justify murder. So, Katie, just, like, you just stay in front of me because he won't, he won't touch women. But, like, if you could just I hug... I my prerequisites. <laughs> if you could just hug me as tight as possible. Around Anyways... Let's go back to that one. Yeah. Again. So, I mean, you on you on stage was. I mean, you had to you had your you know questions and stuff you had to follow. But you always interjected your own little. You had to interject your own little stand up routine, and <laughs> it was. I mean, it was something to behold. I can tell you that there were a lot of times where I was the only one laughing because no one else like either got the joke or. They were like, that's entirely inappropriate. And I'm over there cracking up because, obviously, I love inappropriate humor. Um, and, yeah, I mean, made for a good host. That was definitely the one time I actually got reviewed. Um, the girl that was there, I found out afterwards I was getting reviewed by some publication. I forget which one. And they were like, describing the great experience because, you know, the staff was obviously great. And they were like... And the host, despite his off-color remarks, like, you know, mostly kind of kept it, you know, everything going. And I was like, I was like, I remember really like, like to like, you know, say to like to, to the guy that owned the place, Terry, I was like, did, did I just get slammed? He's like, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> like, you know, like. I mean, I would, yeah, for, for good reason. But then, you know, we just started talking more and, you know, obviously our love of Seinfeld. That's the whole thing is I mean like legitimately right now is that like like Seinfeld as I've always said like it's 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 more impactful than other shows like it, it kills me like I get generational things but I don't even know if you've watched Seinfeld or not but like the amount of things that are part of their the vernacular because of Seinfeld that people probably don't know kids in their 20s that don't know why you say the things they say like there's sometimes there's there's certain expressions that strictly come from Seinfeld and I have an example Spongeworthy. Um, Spongeworthy, yada yada yada. Um, no, no soup for you, obviously. I was in the pool. I was in the pool. shrinkage. Yeah, shrinkage. Like I mean, like they. Not like, that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, like not that. They, which, by the way, do you know the story about how not that there's? Any, did I tell you that one yet? Um, I think I probably read it somewhere, but um, to, to, to find which story you're talking about. So in Seinfeld, there was an episode where Jerry and George are waiting. Jerry is this comedian. He's waiting to be interviewed by a woman, and they're sitting at a table, and they notice the woman's eavesdropping on them, so they pretend to be gay. And then the woman comes over to them and is there, and then introduces herself to interview Jerry. And they're like, oh, wait, this whole thing's gone. 
So like the whole episode was going, oh now they think that they're now they now they think we're gay. Not, Not that there's anything, anything wrong, wrong with that. that. So here's the funny thing is that that line was never written. The editors gave them that note and they were like, wait, it's like so that's the whole thing of like with with what's best about like any written comedy type thing is that it's sometimes not about the words it's about like that line on its own is not great but when you have great performers delivering it it suddenly becomes amazing oh these pretzels are making me thirsty yeah these pretzels are making me thirsty I mean there's countless ones with Seinfeld I mean like it's see and that's crazy I never for some reason I, I'm sure I would have loved Seinfeld I just never you still can I, I, it's I, for sure. And it's, it's on. But I never really watched it, so all those little innuendos you can... It's not... They're a, completely fucking foreign. It's not me, a li- Like when you haven't watched the show. One of my favorite it's ones. It's crazy. It's not a lie, if you believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Hitler said the same thing. If you tell a lie often enough, it becomes the truth. <laughs> well, so like... Are we about to compare Hitler and Costanza? I mean, yeah. to an extent... <laughs> Like, one of the best parts of, again, like, you're like, like, George, like, this is where I, I referred to this earlier in the episode, but, like, again, my, my freshman roommate's name is Costanza. I interviewed for a company. The guy's name is Jason Alexander, who was on our show, who, that's the name of the actor who portrays George Costanza. And he's just, he's, you can't describe the character enough. I mean, like, it's just, like, I don't know if I'm like him because I like him or if I like him because I'm like him. You know what I mean? Both. And... Like this is the one and the one episode where he he's at a party at a birthday party and a fire breaks out and he literally throws down an old woman to the crowd and fucking runs in front of all the children and then slams the door shut in front of them and then they ask him what happens and he gives this whole horrible detailed explanation like all of a sudden the father this this police officer goes like he said that he was clearing a path for the women and the children. <laughs> yeah. We needed a leader. <laughs> and I was the one that stepped up. Without hope, all hope, without a leader, all hope is lost. And then all of a sudden, they, 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 a cop asks him, like, how do you live with yourself? And he just goes, it isn't easy. <laughs> like, <and> that's kind <laughs> of... It's kind of... I, I just wonder why you would place that story immediately after saying, am I like him because I like him? Or do I like him because I am like him? I just, and I, then you tell a story about throwing old ladies and children out of your way to save your own life. Yeah, I mean, that was not a good look. I mean, I haven't had the opportunity to save a life, so I don't know how I'd react. He didn't either. either. Okay. okay, but then also, okay, like also, okay, okay, conversely, the same thing with Costanza, my rebuttal will be the marine biologist, is that, okay, so he lies to, some woman meets Jerry and thinks that, oh, George is a loser, and he tells him he's a marine biologist, because George was talking about how he was watching some fucking show on TV, so they go out and... There's a whale and that is, is suffering in, in you know in, in the in the water, and they also hear the voice going, "Is anybody here a marine biologist?" <laughs> so then it cuts to Jer- George telling the story. He's like he, he actually swims and the, you know his girl the girl he's trying to woo over is like save the whale George save the whales. <laughs> but then you the see the great fish mammal whatever. The sea was angry that day, my friends. <laughs> like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli. And he fucking goes through the whole thing. He's like he's like. He's like, I don't know whether it was divine intervention or what, but in that moment, I, I was a marine biologist. 
and he eventually he, it's a golf ball that the other character in the show hit into the, and it hit the you know like it's a whole thing but it's like the okay he was also yeah. willing, but he was also willing to save a life to impress a girl so at least I got that going for you right yeah like, except you did just kind of offer me up as your shield well, so I don't really I, know. The, James is scary okay he wouldn't, he wouldn't hit you that's why you were my shield oh, you would be, oh, okay. you'd literally be like you know what? Well, when I was worried about you having your nicotine relapse, I was like, Katie, just hug me as hard as possible. James I will was hit a shield. Oh, James that's will, not J- how things work. James won't hit a woman, so I was like, as long as you're covering me, James won't hit me. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's that's pretty much true. And Saddam used to do that with, like, the locals. <laughs> like, fuck the U.S. They ain't gonna burn and bomb these locals. Post them all off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Eric. It was kind of the same thing, but it, it, it Well, he's been work. doing it to himself for the last ten minutes, so yeah. I mean, you're just joining in the party. <laughs> oh, I do this all the time. <laughs> I, you do? Can't argue with that. So I have the weird thing of that, like I met a woman today at our job or my job, I should say. <laughs> like, yeah, your job. And like. They were, it was a, it was older people and like, like, you know, like it sucks that the handicap, they parked, the, the handicap parking spot is not the one, the, the handicap ramp is not right in front of the door. So I did the whole thing where I went out there, I walked them, I was talking to them where I held the door open and they were like, oh, that's so nice of you. And I was just like, I'm like, I feel like I'd be a real dick if I'm doing nothing and I'm just watching this going on without holding the fucking door open. Like I don't, back to the whole thing of like, I don't think this should be something that should be lauded. I think it should be the, just the norm, you know, like, but we get to talk and find out her son is moving to Vegas. That's actually the softest full circle. Or was talking about moving to Vegas. She's not thrilled about it. And I was like, oh, what's he going to do? She's like, well, he's really into podcasting and stuff like that. So we exchanged information. And I was like, I'm like, well, what does he podcast about? He's like, well, I like comedy. So I'm like, well, I only ask because I do this and stuff. And like, she showed me some of like his like Facebook page. And I was like, okay, this guy might have some things going on a little bit. And I was like, I then sent her the link to my podcast. And I'm like, how different is her? I was like, I was like, just to let you know, I'm like, I'm very professional at work. That was all I said. I was like, what's her experience going to be of hearing if she listens? We may be if you are listening, I hope to God that you are not upset at me. I'm just being myself. Yeah, fair enough. Should at least get the sale. No, I just literally just just helping people out. It's like you know, like that was the whole thing. Oh, that they were. Yeah. Were they a customer? They were, but they had a problem that was not something that resulted in a sale, but I did that. But then I felt like I was rewarded by another great opportunity later where once somebody says, yeah, as long as I can make bets on this thing, I'm like, oh, we're going to have You're some my kind of guy. We're going to have some conversations about, you know, like we're going to, we're going to talk about some things. And then I told him and I'll, I'll give this to all the Sound of Logic listeners. Look. I don't know what the hell is going to happen this NFL season. I am not going to be the guy who claims to know how to bet it this year because, unfortunately, a lot of what I bet is based on whether – I learned – the point spread is a language, and if you understand the number system that goes with it, then it's not fucking the Rams versus the Bills. It's Team A versus Team B, and you start being able to evaluate things. And trust me when I say in that regards, I can manufacture money out of thin air. Well, the reason I do – bad things is that randomly I just become a drunken degenerate and just say hey let's just bet on that like when I tell Katie hey the Dodgers better win tonight I threw $200 on them and it's like oh yeah the Dodgers did not win that night I still don't understand how you bet 200 to win 100 because they're a favorite okay so the thing is if you bet the underdog so I don't give them that $200 okay I put faith of $200 it's called the money line 
You're gonna start learning a lot of this stuff. Oh, so, okay. God. The money line. Means it it just down. means that you Do win you half as much as you bet. Okay. It basically means you bet two hundred. If you win, you get a hundred. If you lose, you give them two hundred. Okay. Because See, that makes more sense when you say it like that. Well, I can't explain the money line to you via text. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, it's like I'm not sure what your acumen's gonna be like. I will also discuss. This was one of the weird things of the again. Like, I've been hanging out with Katie for a while. By now, embraces my girlfriend. One of the very. We went on our, our, I guess our first dates, like when you asked about our first date, like you talk about us first meeting, but our first date, I guess, would be the driving range. Right. Katie had asked me about going golfing with me. And I, didn't, I didn't really ask. I kind of demanded. I, you demanded that she take her, I take her golfing, and I'm like, listen, I have like some of my good guy friends I won't even go golfing with. Like, I was like, you know, like, I was like, kind of like, I am it's a very, it's a place where I go to be serious, and I don't have, if you're, if it's not, and then they... Again, like, so I was like, but, like, I will give you the compliment. We'll go to the driving range. Let's, like, let, let's start off. Like, let's say we won't go golfing eventually, but it's, like, understand for this to be an enjoyable experience for me because it will not be an enjoyable experience for you if you're suck at the game because you don't do. like to suck. No, I really don't. So, anyways, we're there. And, like, I was, you know, Katie's, you know. Interesting. We'll just say that Katie's um, lining up to the ball or like that. You know, she's wearing shorts and a tank top and, Katie's got some curves, we'll just say. Like, there's a an older black gentleman standing behind her that is really seems to be sizing her up in my eyes. And I'm kind of like, am I already being put to the fucking test on this one? Like, where I'm like, and then like I'm going, or is like, is like, what, is what's it, the test? Like, as far as like, okay, like, uh, like Ryan I don't. I thought he was checking me out. Well, but uh, again, well, like, it, it's kind of like, okay, if like, that's the case, what do you do in that situation? I would be like, excuse me, sir, like you know, like um, really, don't you have some? Well, is that how no, you play it? Because okay, if you're at a fucking driving range to hit golf balls and you're just standing there just watching the girl fucking swing and not hitting golf balls, then what the fuck are you doing, sir? Like, I that was. I- I was hitting the golf balls, just not correctly. No, no, no. I wasn't no, talking about you hitting the, the golf ball. I wasn't maybe talking. you walked by, maybe I, something. I'm no, just saying. So, okay, you let me finish the fucking story. <laughs> You're like my fucking mother where you don't let me finish the fucking story before you start judging me. I'm just sitting there going. I was about to use a word that I should never use on air, and uh, the, the thing that was going to come afterwards is you've been in the middle of a story for the last 45 minutes. <laughs> so go fuck yourself. I'll speak when I want to speak. And well, continue. I was wondering why he was staring at her. And then when it comes out, like, okay, that she watches him take a couple swings and he's really focusing on her. And then he walks over and says, excuse me, I was also wondering if he was, po- if she was possibly in her way, in his way. And then he comes over and I find out he teaches golf lessons. That's why he was staring so at her. So he was helping my swing. So and he had, we ended up having a great time with the three of us. But and then Ryan was really of, offended because he's thinking, I'm a better fucking golf teacher than him. <laughs> no, I was kind of like, we were working together. Like, he didn't offer me any golf advice, by the way, which I felt good about because it means, okay, I'm doing a key. Because you saw me, I was fucking smoking those balls that day. The only reason I bring that up is because what you insinuated with your story, which was intentional, and then you get upset that somebody responds to it, um is because you're talking to a guy who used to get off when the girl that he was dating would go get drinks bought for her from other guys at the bar. And I'd love to sit back with my friends and watch it happen. And it was my favorite. And it only happened twice when they would get a drink for their friend and bring it back to me. <laughs> I mean, that's a... Uh, I mean, so I, that's the guy you're talking to. Like, I and remember my ex-girlfriend. I was constantly trying to get her a boyfriend. Not so she'd leave me, but so that I could have a girlfriend too. <laughs> Right, so I'm not possessive physically that way. So my response would have just slid up to him and be like, nice, right? 
Well, okay, like, I, mean, like, I just find that to be a lot more fun. These are Because no matter what, she's going to do whatever the fuck she wants, regardless of how you handle him. So you might as well have some fun with it. Well, her. like, okay, so, like, if it was one of those things where Katie had her back, to, her back to him, but if she was to turn around and see, like, him, like, be like, you know, this guy's kind of creeping me out, well, then, obviously, like, I have But to, your presence involved with him is enough to solve that. But, like, it's, like, one of those Period. things where I'm just wondering... Whether you're where, making him laugh or cringe. I was mostly wondering where this situation was going, okay? Like, that's just basically, like, it was... Because it, it, it was not a normal wondering, situation. You steer it. But, like, I also had the experience of the time when I dated a black girl. I remember, like... I was very I was younger I brought her out and some fucking guy who looks like he fucking was probably driving a rusty old truck fucking says oh is that your girl and I was like yeah it is why like and I was like thinking like like because she's the only black person in this white bar and he was like I was like, why? And I, I say with a little bit of attitude, he's like, no, nah, I was just like saying, like, good for you, man. Like, you know, like, uh, I just, like you know, like, exactly. and, like that was on but you. unfortunately, I assume the worst of everybody until they prove differently. Two stories <laughs> like, Two stories from I thing. always have a fucking... Well, Katie wants to hear these no, stories. No, 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 I meant where you did the assume the oh. worst. Yeah. <laughs> and it turned out to be the opposite. So, you did it with the golf guy, and then you did it... And if you would have just had fun with him, you could have learned it without making, you know, without having to feel, like, animosity, right? I'm just saying you... Remember last episode when I said you can do whatever the fuck you can think of, and you're only limited by the thoughts that you have? You said that the case, not to me. I, I said, do you remember when I said <laughs> it last episode? I, I didn't say that I said it to you, but I said it last episode, yeah. right? That's the type of stuff I'm talking about. You can respond however you can imagine, and you can steer the situation. And that's the key, is imagine it before it happens and figure out what you want to do to have fun with it instead of just responding in the moment. So the moral of the story is, again, that's the biggest thing, is that what part of we started doing this is so I can stop doing that, where it's like, okay, my reactions as a 25-year-old are much worse than my 35-year-old self. My 35-year-old right, self... All right, next time I won't take the moment to give you an example of different. I'll my, just no, let no, you no. just continue to do it and figure it out on your own. I'm just, no, I'm just... And no. we're almost out of time on segment two. No, I... <laughs> what are you what are you recording again? Oh, it's gone. Okay, we are recording right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I will oh, say one of the best parts. Just of that started. Is <laughs> is Reggie at one point? This is the one that I really was like a little bit. He's like he looks at her and she says, "You played softball this year." <laughs> and I'm kind of like I'm like not for nothing. Like every Division One fucking softball coach in America looks at a girl like Katie and goes like. Oh, okay. they just know. <laughs> there might be there might be some potential here, like you know, like and I was like, okay, like obviously, like where is he going with this one? Like you know, like like it's like almost like if I looked at you know an older black guy, like ah, oh, so you like thick white girls? Like you know, like like you know, like that's like, kind of like asking, like you know, when did did he try to relate a baseball swing to the golf swing at all? He actually did. No, he did. He, he, said, no, did? he, said, he, he said, oh like, wow, that might have been a reason for the correlation. I know, but I'm just saying is that he was like, who would have fucking thought that? Though? Dude, you gotta realize, know, okay, blows my goddamn mind. Just the but he, but he, but he was, but then he goes, I, I can tell you're an athlete. Like, you know, it's like, okay, you've been like paying attention to muscle fibers at this point. Like, you know, like you were, No, if I had to guess, I mean, it's probably guess. more just propping the person up, right? Trying to find any reason to motivate them because somebody that believes in I themselves wasn't upset at this can do point. better. I just thought it was hilarious. I'm just was, saying, maybe you need to change that fucking cynical perspective you have. Once maybe I it's found, time to once start I found out it was that he was a golf instructor, everything was fucking awesome. But again, it was a like, you and I even looked at each other when he was like, "Oh, so like, let me guess, you played softball?" And I was like, "Yes, like, of course, I played softball." Like, what about me? It does not scream, "Hey, I played softball most of my life." 
Yeah, I'm just like... I, but before that point. Like, before where you, he you, was Before he was a golf instructor. <laughs> Ryan was guy. like, fuck, I just got a new car, but I'm going to run him over in the parking lot. <laughs> it's all right, though. You got to be careful. I, I think collision. when it hits the, the front bumper, they tend to break right in uh, <laughs> at the bottom there. You oh, my God. That. That is probably the worst thing that has ever been said on this podcast. You know, you know, Ryan, you know, Ryan would never do that because he would fuck it up. You'd forget, like, the shit would auto break as, he, as he's yelling out the window, fuck yeah. Like, no, yeah, no, don't open no. your door because it'll throw it in park. <laughs> this is a great segue to a fucking story I was going to forget about today, but I uh, had a kid no. and I said, no, a kid, I didn't have a kid. Wait, I, what? A kid today, I was pulling out of a side street in Brockport, okay? And I, I go, okay, I go, through the, I go through the intersection, I go, I go through the crosswalk. I'm now looking because I have to make a right-hand turn. I'm looking to the left. I start pulling forward a little bit. And as I look forward, I see two kids on a bike. And they're like, the one kid fucking starts getting really, really lip with me. And he's looking at me like he's fucking <laughs> is going to like, you know, like he can get away with the stuff he's saying to me. Why Why did he But I'm kind of going, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, asshole, if I fucking hit you, it's not my fault. You are fucking, you, if you're on a bike, you are either on the sidewalk or on the road. You're not obeying the rules of traffic on the road. Like... You, I was driving to a section where a car was going to be. You were driving not in the bike lane. You were driving just side on the side of cars and decided to take a turn from a car that was about to turn out that had no vantage point of view. Okay? And then also, like, he, like, and all of that. So, I mean, obviously nothing happened there. But I once saw one of the craziest things in my entire life was, like, I mean, no, I'll, I'll just back off. But, like, you guys understand with that one? Like, like it would have been unfortunate, but... I, Literally, I was he was—he he almost turned his bike into my car, and then fucking was gonna yell. Was yelling at me about the fact that he almost turned into my car. Yeah, that's as your I car was pulling out to go to the right. Right, as I'm like looking. So he at, came up on the right side of your car. So he was coming. Uh, he was riding on the wrong side of the road, and was taking a left-hand turn into a place that someone was turning a right out of. And yes, I was mostly when you were taking a right-hand turn and you've already addressed the crosswalk situation and you're out towards the front of it, you're mostly looking, and especially when you're in a situation where there's a bridge. Did you have your blinker on? Oh, yeah, I have my blinker on. But, you know. I don't know. I had... I was, I was, I well, was like, my, th- my thing was with the way he was reacting. I was, going, I was going, I'm like, I'm like, wow. And I was thinking you know this point win, in time because right, that was the ultimate thing to learn as a child. Like, and I learned it. You always fucking win against that car. They're gonna stop every fucking time. So we were talking about this earlier with somebody. Like, I mean, like yeah, the only time they don't is when it's an accident, like you fall into the road or some shit. But you go stand in the middle of the road and you stare at that fucking car. They're stopping. You won, but every time, <laughs> and it prolongs your life. <laughs> it's, it's 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 a pretty good thing of that. It's like I am pretty good about not getting hit by cars because I haven't been. Oh, actually, I was one time when I was working, a woman backed over me, but you know that was okay because you know she was only had alcohol in her and, and pain pills in her system. But you know, yeah, well, was, I've never done it in the middle of the night. But this was, <laughs> no, was this, like fifteen. This was in broad daylight, but like, anyways, you know that was cool because you know she didn't get anything. She 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 didn't have any. I I just wanted her license taken away. That was all I really cared about. But you know that didn't even happen. Really. You can be hit by a fast car, and you can be hit by a slow car, and it's weird because they both suck. 
<laughs> I've only been hit twice, but one was a little quicker and one was much slower. And they both, yeah, um, they both I've been suffered. hurt a lot. I I did the math. It's twenty eight trips to the hospital for broken bones, yeah. stitches, and that kind of shit. Yeah. I, I got, got five scars on my head. I got backed over by a fucking a Chevy fucking I forget what the hell it was. But either way, I was the, the worst dumb of luck, okay? So I took a fucking sales job where I was down in fucking, at this point, I was down in probably the scariest night of my life. I'm sorry with this. I took a fucking job doing the mobile marketing, fucking selling magazines thing. You ever seen Office Space where the guys go door to door? I was basically, I, I got roped into doing something like that. I find myself down in like the fucking, like I am in fucking sections of fucking Washington, D.C. where they have fucking boarded a glass at the fucking gas stations all over the gates and nobody is operating. I'm like, okay, this is really not a cool place. I find out what a scam this company I'm working for is and I, I jump ship. They drop me off. They, they, they give me, they drop I got, me off. I got how long did it take? It took me about three days but I kept right. going with it. But right. when, when in you, well, D.C. or like total? No, when, well, when I almost got arrested in Long Island for being, oh. you know, for soliciting, you know, that was... Wait, the, wait, wait. <laughs> D.C. to Long Island? I started in, in Long... In three days? Oh, yeah, yeah. After I almost got arrested in Long Island, we, we, we jumped ship... you selling magazines the whole way up? We, we jumped ship to D.C. I was not selling magazines. <laughs> I was calling my friends to do internet research on what the fuck I was doing because... What were you doing? Selling fucking magazines door to door. But the thing is, is that, okay... You went. They like, told us. Okay, so so this company told right? us. So literally, this is what happens. Okay, I see. I, I see an ad. I see an ad for a mobile marketing firm, and they like have like the dollar signs like that. And I call them. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, That's come, like an app that has free in the name. You'll come. You'll, you'll come. You come. You know, we'll, we'll get you a ticket right down to Long Island right now. You know, you can come join. You know, like you know, I'm like, well, what do you guys do? Oh, we work for we work for the magazine companies, you know, like, you know, we, we you know, we work we doing sales with them and I was like, Okay, this sounds awesome. And I get down there and literally I realize I'm doing the fucking the Hey, I used to smoke crack but now I don't now you know, like so we had the whole thing where I was being trained, like the thing was is that they were paying me cash and they were fucking as a trainee, they were whining and dining me, you know, like where like but like I'm working with kids, like the guy who was training me is from fucking Kansas. Like, his name was fucking Nate, I think. Uh, How old were you? I was 21. I just turned 21. Oh, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> I... The whole weird thing was that his, like, I mean, like, his girlfriend was from Seattle. They were on the road. Like, this thing was, like, they basically described it as, it's like, road rules. We jump from city to city and go around doing this. And, like, people had stories of them, like, you know, or, like, pictures of them with, like, celebrities at whose doors they knocked on because they would target rich neighborhoods and drop off the kids, you know, in these neighborhoods. And then, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just, like, their script was so fucking weak. Like, knowing what I know about sales now, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm just doing a fundraiser for fucking, you know, for, like, you know, uh, uh, my senior trip or whatever, or whatever the hell it was. Oh, we're just doing this for my whatever society in college. Like, all oh, a bunch of bullshit. The thing was is they gave you a book of receipts for your right business on, and they said if you lose one of these, it's $200 or whatever the hell. It was in a, I was like, why the hell is it so much for a fucking receipt? So then I start looking at, I actually, like, one day, because me and this guy are in an area where we knock on one door, the person says no, we're down another door, and we get fucking canvassed by fucking police. And they pull my, they fucking pull this kid's out, he's in Kansas, like that. He's, like, actually, like, fucking fighting with them, which, again, if you fight with police, they will probably give you a really bad experience. Yeah, and I'm just kind of, free time. And, I'm just kind, and I'm just kind of in this, like, deer and headlights experience, like, what the fucking hell is going on right now? 
they pull out my ID and they see that I'm from fucking Troy and they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? And I'm like, I, 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 I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just trading. Like I, I really dig, I really don't know what I'm doing here. Like they see my Brockport ID. I'm like, I'm just trying to make money before I go back to school. Like and all stuff. They let me go. But fucking then they eventually let the other guy go because they basically just gave us a very, very stern warning. So at this point, I'm completely spooked, okay? So then we fucking, then they, they call, we're going to jump. We're going to, so then we drive down to fucking Washington, D.C. area, where when you're in the D.C. area, you can be in Maryland, you can be in Baltimore, you can be in D.C. They're all just like literally in a pocket. And I'm in Virginia, and I did actually sell something to a guy. The only reason I sold something to him is because he was gambling on a cricket match, some Indian guy. Um, and I was talking about loving to gamble, and I was talking about wanting to learn about cricket, and I still don't understand cricket, but um, looks fun. <laughs> I just don't understand the rules. Um, do, you, do you ever wonder? Like I, I've watched cricket maybe four, 14 or 15 minutes of my life. You know, and it was like two different times, you know, I'm like, oh, this this is cricket. And when I watch it, you know, like, I wonder if they know what's going on. (laughs) You know, not the the players, but like when you, when you look at the audience, like, it doesn't look consistent, man. It's weird. It's a different sport. When I tried to watch it, I couldn't get into it. So eventually I knock on some woman's door and she was just like, listen, like you're in a gated community. I'm going to if I see you knock on another door, I'm calling the police. Like you're because you, you don't have a you don't have a license here, and I'm like, and so at this point I just wander around. It's so like I start doing some research. I start calling buddies back home, and like also I start seeing that this like I see a random address that says Berlin, New York, and I'm like, Berlin, New York, that little fucking shit town that we used to fucking like. It'd be like the Arrowtine. Of fucking Wolf of Wall Street, it's like you know, they say, "Oh, it's a cutting edge fucking." You know, oh yeah, and they show the garage. It's almost some garage. I'm like, they're talking about they that their their office is centered in fucking Berlin. I'm like, have you ever seen anything in Berlin when we were driving through there? They don't look like a fucking barn. And that's when like I start going like, all right, and like my buddy starts doing fucking. All of a sudden, he goes to rip off reports and fucking like everything that fucking. I'm like, <laughs> I, I fucking see. He's like, yeah, dude. He's like, you gotta get the fuck out of there. So. They were probably after the text, right? So I go there and tell them I'm fucking quitting, and they're like, "Yeah, like, dude, like, you know, like, you're, you're, like, they're, like, trying to talk me out." And I'm like, "Listen, like, I'm like, I'm going to college." My leadership potential. My dad, my no, my dad, my dad, fuck, my dad says he's gonna cut off my tuition payments. Like, I start playing the rich kid fucking thing. I'm like, my dad says he's gonna cut off my tuition payments if I fucking don't go to college. I'm like, I, I gotta, I, I gotta get out of here. And they're like, oh, the amount of money you're gonna make here, so like that, like. On the ride back, I'm fucking telling the person who's dropped me off. You know what they do? They drop me off at the fucking Baltimore fucking bus station in the middle of the goddamn fucking night, okay? The only thing that was better was when I talked to one of the customers I worked in Mansfield about it's one of the worst places. Like, no, the only place worse than there is if you're in Central looking at that hour because <laughs> he said he was from Baltimore. I'm literally there. There's, I'm like, It was the most terrifying experience of my life where like, I'm just sitting there being sized up. I see some kid who is black, but I know is not, like, American black. He's, like, uh, he's wearing Oklahoma State fucking, he's got an Oklahoma State book bag. And I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? Like, like, like you and I gotta be buddies. Like, I'm like, we're literally gonna, like, we're, we're Bubba Gump and Forrest Gump right now. We have to stand back to back, like, because, like, <laughs> I am not going to the bathroom the entire time I'm here. I just will tell you that much. Like, because every time I look at the bathroom, someone looks at me weird. Like, <laughs> Good so, thing that wasn't reason, you know. People might be like, "What the fuck did you just call me, Bubba Gump?" 
think you got the shit beat out of you right there. <laughs> I'm just real. I'm just also realizing now that this my like levels of judgment have been like you know displaced throughout this episode. Like maybe I had the whole situation read read long wrong, but like I do feel very safe living in Rochester. <laughs> like, I'm just saying that because if I if I if if you, you said that to me and I'm like, dude, I didn't it looked, say, I didn't it looked like Bubba Gump. I did. Your ass. I did. <laughs> and if I if I didn't, I would be your ass. I'd be like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> yeah, I said that. To, I did not say that. Okay. Oh, that's way better. That's way better. But I was like, hey, I man, was like, holy shit, man! Like, I was more or less a kid. He, he was some kid from fucking like, gotcha. Sudan or something like that that was going to fucking Oklahoma State Sitting University. It's about which thing that was getting. He was going taking a train to Oklahoma. It's like, yeah, that's crazy though. Like, no joke. That, that's that's crazy. That's shitty. The closest thing I've ever done to doing that was when I almost sold Cutco knives. Dude, my I've heard about. My bu- their pitch is they get college kids to come in and right like I'm not in college I was trying to get a real Quite job great, yeah. and they're t- they're pitching a sales wow. job that's great and they're I they have you go in and they're like okay so here's the pitch I just need to show it to you I'm practicing so that I can you know start going on other appointments and I just want to show it to you do you mind awesome and you go through the whole thing and then you just ask them for sales at the end. You pretend it's a joke the whole Thanks. time and you're just rehearsing and then you just pound up for sales at the end. Dude, the yeah, thing is, though, is I had a buddy that did that, though, for them. And here's the thing is that he still gets residuals to the day yeah. Yeah. from I doing it. it. I got to tell you, there are a lot of people in this country who cut cone knives. And cut cone knives. I, I have them. They're yeah. fantastic yeah, knives. They say no doubt. They yeah. are fantastic. And they have a lifetime warranty. The, and no proof of purchase. Owning right. the knife is proof that it's warrantable. To the point where I'm like, wow. maybe, um, yeah. maybe you should give these guys some... They're... they're yeah, it's definitely well, worth buying. Especially when it hurts, Miss Fucking Sharon Stone. <laughs> she 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 crossed the movie reference in oh the day that made, no, fucking, that made me fucking fear for my life. We won't go to that one, but the other one is if you're a cutco knives. The other one is a Kirby vacuum salesman. Those are like that's like literally like any job. I don't know. Two of the best salesmen at my former job were a former Kirby salesman. Kirby's are Kirby's are. Oh, tough and guys. and. When I talked to one of them about it, like in kind of a dismissive fashion, he's like, that's the best vacuum I've ever owned. I still have three of them. And he starts going into the whole sales pitch and like trying to demo it with a pretend vacuum, like going through the sales pitch for me. And I'm like, well, shit. I cannot wait. <laughs> they say belief in your product is necessary. Because yeah. there's an episode where Frank and Dee try to sell both knives and a vacuum cleaner. I, you gotta keep watching the show. Well, the thing is, is that they're the reasonable products to sell. Everyone needs a knife. Everyone needs a fucking vacuum. Correct. Yeah, but that's also what makes it difficult because you can go get a steak knife for five bucks. So it's difficult to get somebody to buy. Yeah, but how many of those five dollars steak knives are you gonna buy? That's where I would. I, 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 I don't even. I don't even, I don't even sell knives. So that's, that's the first thing I'm gonna say. Like, I wouldn't know that except for the you, fact would that you, I demoed would you the. Hand, would the you Cuckoo hand this stuff. knife? How would you feel if you invited a guest over and handed them this knife? I've never even seen this knife I'm selling right now, but that's how I would. Predict. Oh, the Cutco knives are dope. Yeah, it's fucking like oh, you want a guest in your house? You want to you want to you want to cook them a nice dinner, and then you want to have them eat out of fucking plexiware or well, you have to be some the type old of fucking rusty Walmart that. knife, or do you want to fucking show them? Hey, like, do you want them to have to work to cut that steak that you cooked? Because guess what, you can buy a cheaper cut if you have a better knife. I guess my point is how many people like do that type of stuff. If I'm going to entertain somebody, I'm going to take them out to dinner. 
<laughs> I'm gonna burn them to the nicest restaurant I can find. I'm gonna throw well, three hundred bucks at it and call it a night. No, no. So that's James. You know that's what that's what people in our position in life do. We take people out to dinner. When you get to the rich, side, I am in no position no, in life. I'm well, just really lazy. I'm, I'm just saying when you get to, when you get start getting Listen, the, I just saw when you eats eats dinner. <laughs> but listen, when, when you when you that. when you start getting to the flex move, that's when oh yeah, the restaurant that's nice. Come over to my place. It's yeah. nice. Like we have a guy we work with wow. who, who fucking will just say that he was he went to had to visit a customer uh, thing and like. He was not offered beverages by the customer. He was offered beverages by their staff at their house. Like, that's when you really just are just like, you know, like. Yeah. Like, you guys are a fan of Louis Black at all? I'm just, I, I love Louis Black. Okay, so Obviously, I was telling someone earlier, Louis Black one time was talking about on his special Black and Broadway is. I saw him live, by the way. I also saw him live. Yeah. Auditorium Theater? Uh, no, I lived in Florida. I saw him at the Sunset Music Festival or Comedy Festival. Daniel Tosh too. <gasps> yeah. Wow, that was when, that was when he was up and coming. Yeah. Oh. It was wow. the same same year. So his joke, we'll go into Tosh in a second. I just want to do the joke. <laughs> was that Lewis Black was talking about like the WorldCom and the Enron and all these greedy motherfuckers and all the shit they bought, like they bought houses they never lived in, they bought art they never looked at and stuff like that. And he was like, and if I was to get this money like that, what I would do is I would hire a beautiful woman successfully out of college to be very very qualified he's like i'd give her a full pension i'd give her a fucking full benefits i'd pay her a very very handsome salary and she would just be my ball washer so when i would go to these rich guy parties i would then just take out my balls and have this girl just feverishly watch them and be like oh what did you guys buy another car <laughs> like <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> oh lord so <laughs> shit that's not my words that's Lewis Black's words you guys just said you like Lewis Black but that's a joke like, I, was, I was waiting I was going to count and wait for the disclaimer that came after <laughs> well don't get me wrong but those aren't the types of jokes that stand out in my mind from Lewis Black well, I mean, the, the yeah, fact that, that's true, the fact yeah. that James just said the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit after I told that joke and basically apologized to God after I, after he laughed at it made me think that maybe a disclaimer was necessary. <laughs> he did laugh. Oh. <laughs> no, actually, what I was apologizing for was, you know, I don't know if it's wrong to just let you be you or if I'm supposed to intervene. Um, I think that you would be... Was, you, you've already made the mistakes you told me last I know what week. my new boss would do. You want me just to be me. Oh, I do. Yeah. I, I actually believe in accepting everybody and letting circumstances unfold as they will. Okay, so... The only Not people, by design, just do what you feel is best in the moment. The only people that are exposed to this type of content are people that are know me near and dear. And guess what? If you just listen, like, you know, I met, that Ryan, I met that Ryan Schofield guy and I listened right. to his podcast and like... You know, apparently he's a little bit fucking out there. Like, you know, like, yeah, like he's a I don't think. That, I, I, I don't think anybody. Yeah, yeah. I don't right. think that that's really ever like been like a thought that's ever like. Did you know that he's like? Do you know he likes to drink? White cross. Did you know that he, he he's kind of inappropriate with his humor? Like, no, no, never. It's like, it's like the time I was asked by somebody one time. Do you know who Mark? You know, do you know about Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa? And I'm like, no, no. Wait. The, it's like Ace Ventura in fucking uh you know uh who's have you ever heard of Free Animals Now? 
or also known as fan, you know, it starts to be you know, like litmus of the thing. Like, no, who the hell are they? Like, after he lists like about like, a five minute rant, like, it's kind of like I think you know what you're getting into, and that's true. Yeah. But ultimately, James, you know, like as this was also said about me, is that like I am very positive right now, and though I might people may not like the words I'm saying, but doesn't the positive energy just radiate through this room? Right now, like, am I like, can I put myself at the center of this universe right now? Well, you're always at the center of your own universe. We but like, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm clearly perfect. Let's let's change the topic real quick. Sorry. I, I want to ask your opinion or idea. Um, I don't know if I've said this idea to you before. Right. So you've heard how scientists say there's like infinite parallel universes that all exist simultaneously and ba 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 or some variation of you know that type of idea. Um, I've heard of these things and then they they start getting. It's not that they're so complex. It's just ultimately I don't really well, I care think they to make pay attention enough. I don't care enough to like the result of them does not change my life. Cool. I guess. Right. So how about this? We'll start with just you've heard the idea that there's parallel universes. Yes. Right. And maybe somewhere along but the actually, lines that, a song. that there's infinite parallel universes. Right. Uh, my theory is because we all are the center of our universe. Period. Um, and there's something special about us, right? We have this divine nature. We've known about it. That's what separates us from the animals. I think that all the parallel universes are the different perceptions of people. And I think each parallel universe, because we know two people can go through the same event and experience it two different ways, I think the infinite parallel universes are each person's perceptions. So... As you were saying that, I was kind of deep in my eyes, and I kind of almost look at that like... Cool, again, you were thought of what you were going to say no, instead of what I was saying. No, 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 as you know, I was listening to... three episodes was, in a row, you no, gave me a chance to point that out. It was going in the direction of where I knew, like, I mean, like, I was... I was focused on whether it logically aligned with something that I say where, again, a lot of times, James, you and I think a lot of the same things, we just say them different ways. So, as when I was hearing this, and I was listening to say, is this my response to it, or is it not... I was kind of going, okay, I believe that, like, I, like, might be the center of my own universe, you're the own center of your own universe, like, mm -hmm. are, like, you know, like, are you a figment of my imagination, or are you really there type thing, like, or, like, you know, one of those... My response to that is actually, I've come to the conclusion that for each of us, there's only two beings. There's you and your God, right? Because everything that you receive is information from the outside world and self and other, that's all there really is. And every single person is a face of your God. So the way you interact with everybody is you interacting with your God. And you can either fear it, you know, you can be enslaved by it, you can worship it and take worthy action. And your relationship with the outside world as a whole, not individual pieces, is really what's gonna dictate your life. That's why mindset is important. Um, so, because every single person is the center of their own universe, and I think, the center is the same, um, and it's that nothing, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's everybody is a figment of your imagination. So you should just do right by everybody all the time, whatever you feel that is. So as I would put that was that that doesn't mean nice, by the way. Everybody that's in this room, for my universe, is here for all different reasons. Okay, and they're all very, very important to me. Okay, and. <clears throat> The reason that you are in this room with these people, we are all kind of, I would say, maybe, I don't want to say important, like, I mean, like, I, I hate to make this about me, but I'm talking about my own universe right now. But you probably realize this, everybody's in this room with me for a reason. These people all offer something to me that is different. Like, you know, you have three very different people that are here, but they're all here for a reason. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think everybody's wills aligned, and it brought us to these moments. But I, I, I think we should all just follow our own will. Me and Aaron have been together since ten o'clock this morning, um, and we were actually we got here about I don't know twenty minutes before you did. Went over and saw baby mama, got her to give us some food, came back, and then you came here. And yeah, so it's just the way everything played out. It wasn't necessarily some grand design. It's just uh, everybody's will brought them to this moment. But it's you wanted to come on. I wanted to meet you, and so I'm very glad I got the opportunity to. Same. Um, same. You know, so it, it's just a product of everybody's will. What you wanted to do. So speaking with that, this is where I kind of want James and Katie. I just want you to talk. Like I, so obviously you wanted to meet her. Obviously you probably have some questions to ask her, or you know. Well, no. Ryan wants Not to watch. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> He's already I wanna, tried that. I actually, I, I actually want to watch Aaron watch. <laughs> Most of the time, I ask my questions internally, and I just watch for the answers. Gotcha. But I mean, like, so like, I would say. I, Katie, I think I probably know more about Katie than you do about who she is as a person. Um, Not necessarily the details of what she might like or dislike, but how she would respond in a given scenario, I bet I could probably guess it better than you because I don't have it clouded by the details like you do and you focus too much on the details. No. I think I might see her character a little bit better than you do because I, I've had a lot of stuff erased from it. Well, then I would want you to describe who am I dating? Uh, somebody who doesn't care about anything other than what makes her feels good. And, yeah. and I think that's the moral of the story. And and she wants to do it in a, a productive, beneficial way, right? It's not like a selfish way because I think everybody should always be selfish, but you should never be selfish to the detriment of somebody else. Um, basically, go after whatever you want as long as you're not infringing in somebody else's ability to do the same. And I think she does that. And so I think it means irrelevant of what the appearance is. Um, if it feels right to her, she's going to do it. <laughs> wow, I was just like, oh, she's dating an ugly guy. No, it was no, more I, so I, about I was, the fact, was, like, you've been with I, women for how long? Uh, I, my first girlfriend, I dated her in Well, I guess when was your last boyfriend? Never. Exactly. He's my first. Right, and so <laughs> does that community have any type of, even if it's just like a, a fun hazing type thing, is there any type of uh, like joking or anything about it from that community? From like... From the gay community. I don't know what you guys call it, you know. Um, <laughs> wow, Jesus. Well, I don't I, mean it that way. Yeah. I just, I, I'm, not, I'm just, I, I, I don't LGBT, care what I'm saying. That people like is somebody, it, somebody heard LGBT? that was like, did you is hear what, what James Link said? Like... No, I mean, you can call it the gay community, it's fine. Yeah. You call the girl um, the guys. Well, I've been, I've been pretty far removed from it for a while because it's just been not my scene for okay. quite some time. That doesn't mean that I haven't been, you know, actively pursuing females. It was just the Rochester gay scene is no longer something that I necessarily find that I need to be a part of. Um, like, I can't tell you the last, like, quote-unquote gay bar I've been to because they've all just, I've been there and I've, I love that. And, you know, so, and now it's to the point where fucking any bar you go to is, can be a, some place where you can, um, no matter who you're dating, some place that no one cares anymore. I agree. You know, so there's, it kind of took the stigma away from, there were three gay bars in Rochester, now there's four because Roar just opened, but there were three of them and now it's just kind of like, anything goes, you know? Um, so I... 
you know, I haven't really received much backlash because there haven't really, I'm, like I said, I'm not really in that scene anymore. And, you know, I've told, um, you know, most of the people that are, are close to me, and a lot of them are just like, I don't give a fuck who you date as long as you're happy and he's not an asshole. There's a specific type of asshole that they're talking about. Well, right. like it's like it, you're like twenty five percent, you're like kinda happy. Yeah, I was like, well, I was like, well, he is an asshole, but he knows it. <laughs> but, I'm an asshole, he's an, an asshole. asshole. But you know, ultimately what you know shaped um you know what I wanted to do in my life and how I wanted to pursue things was I was just hitting dead ends with like just female after female after female and none of them were making me happy I had to compromise a lot of who I was to try and make them happy or to try and avoid like a fight like with him I like I don't feel like I have to invite him to everything that I do and I understand that he has his own life he understands I have my own life and you know I don't have to like constantly text him throughout the day and like if he doesn't if I text him and he doesn't respond I don't give a shit where it's like if I was, you know, the females were getting, it was, it was, it was a bit much. It was a lot, but it was more of, you know, when I figured out in my past relationships ever since my my marriage, every past relationship I've had, I've had to compromise something. I've had to compromise my time. I've had to compromise my time and how I wanted to spend it. And I didn't want to do that anymore. So I was just like, you know what? I can't do this anymore because I would rather have gone to my townie bar with my family instead of hang out with you like you know so it was just when I got to the point where I was compromising what I wanted to do with my time and how I wanted to spend it I was like this isn't working I don't like this perfect and so I was just you know and, and I kind of told my friends I was like I really just want to date someone who's just like me which is like which like this is the whole thing so James is the one that actually convinced me to turn the angle of like that because my biggest fear is that you and I are exactly like me you gotta realize her and I have the same birthday like she's a year older than me we're both born on May 25th so how this whole thing came about was I was posting golf stuff and she posted some because her neighbor does a lot of golfing and like apparently his girlfriend complains about the, the tan lines she makes fun of his tan lines so she they're says pretty, to me about that. very distinct. Because he golfs every day because he works in the afternoon, so he goes golfing every morning. So Katie forgets about this, but, like, you know, when I first met her, the reason why we were able to fucking connect so well is because, oh, you hate girls too? Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, like, it's basically, like, you know, like... I was going to say, like, yeah, so... Like, you know, so, like, it was, like, the whole thing, oh, wait, you just want to talk about fantasy football and how much girls suck? Yeah, this is great, like, you know... And Seinfeld. And Seinfeld. And then one night you did randomly, and I think this is maybe when maybe you were in like a little bit of a, a dark period of your life, like you did kind of mention something that your girlfriend is, you stopped coming to her a little while, and ever when you were, they were talking about your girlfriend was such a fucking bitch. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, that was my ex-wife, yeah. Oh, that was her. Yes! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who, <laughs> I don't know, I'll let you tell any details so, of that when you want to I mean, to. it was more of a, I couldn't do anything without her, even though she worked the overnight shift, um... And she was physically unable to do things like on a weeknight, like go out to trivia with my friends, but she would get mad when I would and it would turn into a big thing. So ultimately I just stopped. And then, um, you know, it turned into, a, she's very, you know. Narcissist coming all Had me under her thumb. And, you know, again, I didn't fight back because I just wanted to avoid a fight because trying to fight with her is like trying to fight with, 
you know, that wall over there because she was an idiot and had nothing positive or... Oh, Eric could tear that wall say. down. <laughs> but, you know, so it was just more of a, I want to avoid a fight, so I'm just going to stay home and, and not worry about it. And then, hmm. um, you know, so I, I, again, compromised a lot of what I wanted to do and how I wanted to spend my time. And But, you know, it's just easier that way and... Lessons come in mm-hmm. many different and, guises. Yeah, no, I won't. You, you, you've said that, too, about how well, well, basically what was important to you and how you spent your time. And the, 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 those two things are super important. Right. So, like, at least your your actual value focused. Yeah. That's that's important. Well, I think you that's seem, the important You, you thing, seem yeah. like a good person, which is super good. He needs for you, influences I mean. in his life. Yeah, for Ryan. I mean, <laughs> they, I mean well, I, I think too, it... But. That's he pointed it out. Yeah, you've got the the focus in mind, and it's not necessarily a picture of what it's got to look like. It's just this is what I've got to feel. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what we should all that. do. Exactly. Well, let the circumstances fit it. I don't need to know what it's going to look like. I don't need to predict what it's going to play out as. I just know I need to feel this, and I'm going to. Right. And, and like yeah, you've already learned already, Ryan. You. I've discussed you a lot of her, things you, that Katie's you probably never wanted to hear. Finger and like fucking <laughs> stick him in goo and everything. He'll still be wrapped around. So that's awesome. Listen, okay. I, know, <laughs> I have to go to the dry cleaners. I have to, I have to go to the dry cleaners to pick up my fucking costume I have to wear tonight. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is she gonna make you walk around on all fours while you wear it? Um, we haven't gone that far, but. <laughs> Uh, you should heard, just because, because, because she, not, she, not she, she, she did ask me if I've ever seen the movie The Human Centipede. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Is this why she wanted all three of us tonight? And, and now, <laughs> Link makes a fucking good one. I gotta be the front. That's, that's, that's I'm the head. Look, let's let, let's face it. You you could just use this as an excuse. You could, you could be like, look, remember when you shot your mouth off on that podcast? Like, now you're going to do it. Nah. <laughs> like, I'll never fucking talk to you again. Your you're not going to talk to Aaron ever again. <laughs> oh, I have a feeling I'm going to. I'll hurt your fucking feelings. He'll be like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> so, but like, what that was leading into a little bit was that, like, so she randomly messaged me and... I hadn't heard from her in a while. It's like, okay, like, like, obviously, like, we didn't, like, have any, like, falling out. We just no. stopped seeing each other or even talking. But, like, you deleted Facebook. And so, like, I, like, I yeah, didn't know. Cause my I would just randomly see maybe you liked an Instagram post or something like that. But then I kind of got that feeling through text, which is weird when you can feel something through a text where I was like, I don't even know if she likes guys um, type thing. And I was like, I just kind of much of a COVID. I'm like, yeah, it kind of sucks. Like, you know, with... Birthday being May twenty fifth, like we know, we didn't get that birthday sex, you know, like, <laughs> and like that was very naive. So, so that's the whole thing. So then, like, I said, <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, bring it on." You saw that exact word, bring it on. Um, the I other time, this the makes a big deal. Though. Never would have done it. How, so how, I fucking said. So then she was like, "So then she, she's." You need to test she, the water. Third grade, right? With her, right? Okay. Like okay. you always try to get them to go first. Maybe a, maybe a clothed. So I don't know. I always play devil's advocate oh, said, and try to get them to go you, first, said, right. to, just said, to see how they respond, to see if they encourage or if they're right. like, "No, that's not what." I One morning I sent her a boxer shot. It was like, "Hey, like it's not the dick, but like you can see where where it's at right now." You know, like it's it's. You know, these hands are fucking dripping for dear life. Like, you know, like. You want to go camping? Because <laughs> I'm pitching a tent. 
Oh wow, that yeah, was like a Captain Obvious. <laughs> no shit. No, but so like so then after she was like I like she like she's like wow like all or nothing with you huh and I'm like <laughs> she's like I wasn't expecting that I'm like what were you expecting she's like I don't know like selfies and memes maybe <laughs> like I'm like well like I'm like so it gets to go through like she's like. She's like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm now at this point, I'm freaking out. I'm like, I literally can't. Like, you know, like, I'm like, and she's like, no, it's totally fine. Like, Fucking you know, free. She's like, it's not the first unasked for dick pic I've ever gotten. It's not the last. I'm like, but was it not asked for? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, to, like tell, to tell me this story, it was like, I'm surprised I didn't have to code in to like a door. He's like, come outside. Come outside. <laughs> Fucking go out the back. In the back by the big steel door that you can't hear shit through. It's like not good enough. You gotta walk like around the corner. And... So there's just one part that he said at the end that I'll actually have to censor back out, but the rest of it I get to keep. <laughs> we got rid of all the stuff that we have to worry about, and we just got into the laughter. So we got a little derailed here. Like uh, me and James had a little thing where like we felt like we were arguing, but actually I agree with him. But he, didn't, you know, we, we didn't get to the point where like, I actually got to agree with him because James and I speak words differently. And then somehow we got onto a thing about me uh, and maybe a time I may have sent a dick pic to somebody. <laughs> and we're not going to get into that part of it, but let's get into the whole idea because again, dick pics is a new thing. Like you know, it's it's you know, it's like. As I make the joke, like, you know, as you're hitting your vape and you're hitting that jewel, like, it used to be if you wanted to fucking smoke a cigarette, you smoked a cigarette. And if you wanted to show a girl your dick, you showed her your dick. Now everything's electronic. So, as I kind of go on of that, like, let's have a few of you check out dick pics, you know? I've never sent you one. No, you, well, <laughs> not, not a fair one. You guys just went camping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, he was camping, I was... He was just inviting you. Yeah, he was inviting He me. sent you the postcard. <laughs> Listen, Wish you were here. There's a tent here, you know? Like, <laughs> Captain, Captain Obvious. Captain Obvious. <laughs> um, no, fuck it. I, wow. I, I like that. <laughs> fuck it, I like that. There's no beating around the bush. Hey, Katie will send you the Well, it depends. You didn't see inside the tent. <laughs> yeah, some people, like, do their work, and they're like, you want to have coffee? No, fuck that. You want to go camping in my tent? I got that covered. Don't bring one. <laughs> oh, my God. This is amazing. So, anyways, what is your experience with the dick pic, Ben? Um, I mean, for me, personally, minimal. But I can tell you right now, no, I feel like very few females would like an unsolicited dick pic. Like, if you just open up your phone and there's, like, someone, and, I don't know, it's, um, it's a very specific ask that they should make because they're not cute. No, they're... Like, they're what, like and so, I, and for a guy to be like, I know what's and really going to make so her And there's so much day. work to make them even look presentable for a picture. Right. Well, I don't know about everybody else, but I'm a hairy dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of work. Like, I'm not trying to make a picture perfect. Right. Like, That's a lot of work. Well, no. I mean, have you heard about there's this place in New York City like that they actually will fucking, like, design, like, they'll actually, like, prop comic, like, they'll actually, like, dress up like a cowboy or, like, a fucking, like, an Indian or... Or can you say that? Or whatever the hell, like they actually. Well, it like, depends on what you're referring to. Did you mean a Native American, or did you mean somebody from India? 
They'll just put. They'll put. You meant somebody from India. Yes. They'll, they'll make like ironic pictures of your dick. Like it'll be your dick, but like with like a top hat and a fucking and a three piece suit on it. Like like to make it at least. I guess like you're like at that point like. Okay, there was some love put in that. There was some presentation. <laughs> right. I mean, that's very intentional, and but it's it's the the fact that it, that a, a male will be like, hey, this is what she wants to see, isn't it? No. I so here's so. the thing that I know. I know that the overwhelming majority of the women that I've been with, though most of them are beautiful, still look better with clothes on. Right, even if it's just a bathing suit, right? There's something that the imagination does when thinking about it. I know that's true also. So my thing is, I like to send the uh, the torso shot with it pulled down, so they got the deep V just before they could see anything. That's right? way hotter. Yeah. than a dick. Pull it down <laughs> like yeah, just just above yeah, the dick, just right? Above, yeah. But you got the torso, and I'm you know. But here's the thing. Like, I was abs, okay? If I fucking showed you that, then what the fuck? This guy's beer gut? Like, that's, <laughs> like, like, valid point. You know, All like, right. like, even though I'm, 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 I'm like, I just actually weighed in the other day one morning at 180, which is like probably down about 25 pounds where I was a while ago. Like, which, nice. is, which is nice. I don't have a target weight in mind. I just mostly just feel good. Like, the other day playing softball, like, I, I, I ran a first to third play. I should not have, but I was like, I was like, you, you, you shouldn't have done that, but you, you were safe. I'm like, I just, I felt good. Like, yeah. I gave up giving a shit about my weight because no matter the how number much I eat or how little I eat, I float between 155 and 165. The, the number does not matter. It's just all about it matter how, how you feel. Now, like, sometimes you can go, okay, well, yes, I do know that there's a difference between me being a muscular 180 versus me being a fat 180 because that's <laughs> definitely very possible. And I'm kind of like towing the line where it's like, you know, if I just when I get back from this golf trip and going on, when I like take a little break from the sauce, Katie, we're at this fucking side. I, I'm, you're at the homie kettle with this one. I just I, I'll instantly like in within two weeks, you'll just see ten pounds fall off my face. Nice, congratulations. It's that easy. You should do it all the time. Yeah, but I have a lot of fun doing what I'm doing right now. I um. What's the negative <clears throat> of this experience right now? What is the Oh, well, it depends on how you look. Depends at on it. how you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, but it, if you go too far, you got like dang early and shit. But you, you can't. I mean, you can't be five hundred pounds. <laughs> I don't. Is this on? Yes. <laughs> oh shit! I was about to say. See. All right, go on. <laughs> well, no, like, it's, no. Trust me, it's something I'm very. Like, this is a shirt. I texted her about this earlier. I have not worn this shirt in like 18 months. I almost considered throwing it out when I moved from place to place because I'm like, I haven't worn it forever. I'm like, okay, this is a slim fitted shirt from a guy who was in a different, and I'm like, the fact of the matter is that you want to keep a couple of those things around so you can go, oh shit, because you're always going to look back at younger pictures of yourself and say, oh wow, like if only I knew then. Like when Katie showed me that picture that she showed me, I was going, I was going, where the fuck is my chin? <laughs> I don't have one then. Oh, from the, from way back when on the Instagram? Yeah, yeah. We're talking fantasy football? I'm like, where the fuck is my chin? I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I'm like, but the first thing that happens is that the chin just, you know, like, it'll happen. I mean, I had to come in moderation, but like, ultimately, like, 
yes, I'm justifying every excuse, every excuse, but it's like, let's face it, I'm coming out of the tail end of the four months that his life is worth living in Rochester. You know? Yeah, I guess for me, the, the biggest fallback I've always had and that I need to overcome, and that's probably what I'm going to need to work hardest on over the next four months, is that when things start to go better and I'm feeling good, I start to get comfortable and I think that I can, you know, let myself slide. And, you know, one time becomes two times and four times and eight times and 16 times and 32 times. And all of a sudden I'm right back to uh, square one again. And I've done it to myself throughout my life probably I don't know three or four times no and like trust me I know my like this apparently, is apparently you do it on a three year cycle I've been doing it on a two year cycle well I mean I've been perpetually doing it but it always loads it but like again like where is it like where I will say I am much better off when we started this project we'll call it than I was now and maybe again like maybe that's the ultimate sociopath in me maybe it's like I'm just fucking just glorifying what I do but like let's go back to talk about dick pics <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying everything's yeah. cyclical, right? So don't think that it just is a trajectory because it's not a straight line. It's a it's a spiral. And so is it going to go back down or is it going to continue to go up? Because it's always going up or down in a circle, right? So it's always going to be similar and the same patterns are going to come up and it's going to be you that changes, not the patterns. Well, and that was actually or like, a, you know, like as I vocalize even like as much like, you know, like, when, like me and Katie like, before I had like that little apprehension, I guess, before you we were starting realizing, okay, like, why are you making things difficult between you and her? And I was like, well, because the basis of our relationship is that we just get drunk and watch TV together. Like, you know, and have a, I mean, like, from the bottom, I mean, we start, we've started doing other things that actually came foremost, but like, but that's the foundation of how it all goes down. I'm like, so I was like, that might not be a good thing for me, but it is a good thing for me. It's a great thing for me. Yeah, I mean, what's good for everybody is a different thing, and, and that, to me sounded like the ideal place to start for you it is and like you know it's ultimately like okay like you know like what's like, we just wanted to hang out with you but again back to the dick pic thing <laughs> no, let's, let's a, talk about my dick some more no not mine <laughs> i'm just saying is that this is it's a general it's a recycled bit from an unreleased episode of the former started out podcast and obviously i have my reasons where i want to use it the content of that one right now but is we need some clips there's oh yes clips this this the thing is about it is that like you do know there's good dick day and bad dick day, right? Yeah. Okay, like, that's the thing, is that, like, there's a good thing there's no time stamp on any of those pictures that you sent. That there's an app for that. But as I go on, is it back, is it no guy wants a, you know, no girl wants an unsolicited dick pic? Guess what? Vaginas, not a lot of them look really that appealing. It's a oh, means... Oh, no, they still turn me on, though. Oh, they definitely do, but it's, like, it's, like, kind of, like, well, like... And there are definitely pretty vaginas and ugly vaginas. Thank you! Yeah. There is the other day. Right, no, like, when did I disagree with the idea? There's pretty vaginas and ugly vaginas. When have I ever disagreed with that idea? That's a fair point. Like, I did not disagree. I was, there's, some, yeah. there's some horrendous looking vaginas that right, still like feel I've, amazing. I, I've googled blue waffle. I've, oh, me too. That's I've had roast beef. Oh. And, you know, I've had the nice tucked in pretty little flower. Right, so the ideal thing is again, I, I know, and this is this is a reference to a, a, a the, the sorted out guy um, was stew dog stew dog is that. If it looks like a coin slot at an arcade game, then fucking, like, that's the problem is that, like, here's the thing as it goes on, too, is that, like, everyone always associates with a girl's been with a lot of guys that they must have a very, very, like, you know, rough. Nope. For some reason, it's some, sometimes I think it actually makes it stronger. <laughs> like, you know. Well, it is a muscle. 
Like to the extent that like you can't like you know like Kegels. We have our own work. I was gonna yeah. say we have our own work. Uh, well, actually, that works and, for guys and, too. And, and here's, always, and here's always one I've always had on the feminist side is that like well, like sure if a girl's been with a lot of guys, if a girl's been with a lot of guys, everyone assumes oh yeah that thing, and it's like. Well, what if she was just with the same guy and got fucked that many times? Exactly. Does it make a difference? Like, well, maybe it's the the different sizes getting stretched out and shrinking back, and you know, I don't know, because maybe one is consistent, and so there's not as much uh, change involved. I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of, based on that scenario. I mean, I guess there's been a lot of studies, though. <clears throat> I could they say less. they say that that's not that that's not as true. They say that. I think it's just being lazy. Oh, well, you could have a soft body. I don't know about that well, you could have a soft body all over, right? You don't work that muscle if you're a dead fish in bed. You never get involved, and you're not, you know, doing shit. Maybe it just, it's just like the rest been, of your body. You got flat arms ever been and shit. Like a, <laughs> <laughs> has there ever been exceptions to it? Like, damn, I know you're a yoga instructor, but you feel lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Actually, no. The only ones that like, I felt, uh, the only ones that I felt checker. were, the only ones that I've had that were really <laughs> loose were right. lazy chicks. So now that I think yeah. about it, all the athletic chicks were. I. That, that <laughs> might be true. That so might be true. as I kind of go on, like you know, as where me and Katie will connect with this one is that I'm thinking of a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. You know which one I'm thinking about, right? Yes. Okay, so there's vagina. There's there's an episode of where like like. Like, one of the main character's friends has hooked up with this woman, and she's like, he's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, he was like, it was no big thing, just a little fling, you know, wham, bam. He's like, no, no wham, bam, no thank you, ma'am. And she does the, the, the fucking holding her fingers together like that. So then he approaches his friend going, yeah, this girl said that you were banging her, and you had a small thickness with that. He's like, oh, no, biggest vagina ever. <laughs> you know, like, and he was like... He was like, he was like, it's ginormous. He was like, he's like, you know, like, it's huge. And like, so then like, they start referring, you know, as I'm holding my fingers together from this, he's like, now I'm going to start answering with this. Like, <laughs> who wins that argument? Well, every the, time. The moral of the end of the episode is that woman has a signed autographed baseball in her vagina that she was trying to steal from somebody. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's such a good show. Um, oh, that is funny. Speaking of such a good show, I think that we've... More you know, Seinfeld we, references? We've, no, kind of, we, we've kind of run our course here, I think, on the Sound of Logic podcast. Like, no, 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 no. We're not going to... We're going to do a little sign-off here. Everybody, this was probably the most fun episode that did. This all just came together for good reason. I am Ryan Schofield, Sco525 on Twitter, Sco525 on Instagram, the whole name, and we have Mr... Jeeps Quirkwig. And thank you very much for Aaron Scott, and thank you very much for Katie. Um, I might be seeing you later. Might be. Okay. Well, everybody, you have a lovely night. Enjoy listening.